All right, we are live. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 134. Today is Monday, uh, the first uh, Monday of May, 2nd of 2022. We are live as usual on Discord and YouTube, and thank you for joining us. Please be aware that we are recording this call, and you can also check out later in our Horizon podcast in case that you miss any of the updates right now. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti for the team while we're at this. So we're going to be providing here the link uh, and you can give us uh, your questions. All right. So let's kick it off uh, right away. I'll pass the word now uh, to Alberto to provide us with the engineering updates. Hi, Angie, and thank you. So let's start as usual uh, with Zendu, where last week we started updating the Zendi build system to make it compatible with the newest Linux distributions, uh, and including Ubuntu 22 that was released just a few days ago. While doing these, we took the chance to also update some dependencies, uh, like the Boost library, and to switch to C17 as a default version. Okay, on the SDK side, uh, and probably someone has an open mic. Please close it. Uh, so uh, continuing uh, with the SDK, last week we worked on many different topics. Among those, we finished the first level of reviews for the backup storages, uh, where we completed the, the design phase for the forger transaction selection algorithm based on the feed rate. And we also implemented an additional Python test to verify the correct generation of certificates even in case of a fork on the main chain happen right at the end of a, uh, of a withdrawal epoch. Uh, then, for what regards the EVM sidechain project, last week we went through an intensive design session uh, to ensure that the core functionalities offered by the SDK are available on an EVM sidechain as well, in order to have a unique SDK that allows declaring a new sidechain UTXO-based or account-based. And I mean, this uh, these design session also took in consideration the possibility to have, uh, let's say, to let user interact in general with uh, um, with our sidechains uh, using, for example, uh, Ethereum compatible wallets like MetaMask. So here, the basic idea is to uh, expose even the uh, specific sidechain functionalities. I mean, I'm not speaking here about the EVM part. I'm speaking about maybe a sidechain that has uh, some specific functionality uh, implemented, uh, in, let me say, in, on top of the SDK core, and exposing these functionalities uh, to the wallet, to, the, to, to MetaMask, for example, uh, like, uh, like it is a, like, like a D-app. So the basic idea here is exposing uh, the custom functionalities like smart contract. And uh, if they are implemented within an EVM, okay, uh, the, um, let me say, the, the implementation uh, will forward them to the EVM execution as it is in the, in the EVM sidechain. But for what regards the other sidechain, the idea is to, let me say, uh, even use this kind of interaction for uh, also specific vertical implementation on top of the SDK. So, as you can imagine, uh, is, a, uh, is a quite important change that, I mean, we took the chance to, to make this change because we were working on the AVM uh, session. So, I mean, we 
we look that looked at it in a in a in a more wider way. So, um, uh, so I mean, we are proceeding with that, and uh, we have scoped out uh, most of the changes. I mean, in terms of tasks, and uh, some of them are already starting. So. Uh, that's, uh, I think, in, an important uh, step for us. Okay, uh, finally, one more note about the SDK uh, is that we're working on a cross-site communication protocol. I mean, that's also an important thing where the basic idea is to allow side chains to communicate with each other. And uh, I mean, here for communication, I mean, not only uh, token transfer. So we had the first uh, goal of exchanging tokens uh, between sidechains in a in a safe way. So having a cross-chain uh, protocol, and here uh, we are let me say using uh, the Zendu model itself for having a way for having a, a secure channel of communication that also, for example, uh, even if there are forks on the sidechains, I mean this will not have any impact for the uh, token exchange. And given that, uh, we also, uh, let me say, looked in a, in, a, in a wider way at this. And we, uh, let me say, designed uh, the protocol in a way in order to have the possibility to exchange any kind of message between sidechains. So not just a message that is telling one sidechain that is destroying a token and moving it to another sidechain. Let me say, such messages can be of any kind, and this is in progress, and we will keep you updated. Okay, it is a little, was a little bit long. And last but not least, uh, for what regards the proving system, we started implementing the PCD scheme, and we drafted the design of the universal circuit and the universal circuit interface. And we continued code review activities for the inner Sanchez accumulator and for the Poseidon Fiat Shania. So that's it for today. Sorry to be long. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alberto. All right. Uh, next, we have Victor for the product and engineering updates as well. Thank you, Angie. Hello, everyone. Uh, this week, we worked uh, with uh, the tokenization platform and uh, we kicked off uh, uh, the audit of the sidechain. So we explained to the auditor uh, first uh, what is a sidechain, given that uh, was the first audit uh, of a uh, uh, sidechain built on top of uh, Zendu. And uh, this is a really important uh, milestone uh, uh, because uh, uh, one of the main aspects of uh, having a tokenization platform uh, is that uh, the audit uh, is once and uh, for every token created on top of it. Uh, so um, that's why for me at least uh, it seems very important. Um, we have worked also on the procedure to uh, rebootstrap a sidechain from when it's seized in a new sidechain in order to uh, avoid losing uh, tokens or uh, any other kind of uh, custom boxes given that uh, the tokenization platform is a, a custom application built on top on Zendu so there are custom boxes uh, uh, that for us uh, are worth uh, um, collecting or uh, recreating in a new sidechain um, for example the tokens that were built and uh, all the balances of them uh, and given that uh, 
the tokenization platform is built on uh, on top of uh, a utxo model uh, last state uh, is the uh, one that is worth uh, rebuilding on a new sidechain um we have we are uh, far let's say on uh, the, this kind of development because uh, the the pr that was uh, previously uh, requested uh, to uh, was was previously reviewed then there were a couple of changes uh, needed to be uh, applied now these changes were applied and uh, uh, it's under the last review uh, apart from that, uh, we are uh, uh, about to share the public URL of uh, our tokenization platform, so uh, you will be soon onboarded on our uh, tokenization platform. That's all from my side. Back to you, Angie. Thank you, Victor. All right, now let's welcome Rob for the leadership part in the Q&A session. Hey everyone. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. Um, so I want to start off with there's a lot of chatter in the Board Ape uh, uh, ecosystem or Ape, the Ape ecosystem about um, potentially having a dedicated blockchain for the Ape ecosystem, like an Ape chain. And obviously, some people are talking about, well, hey, you work with these Horizon guys already. What about uh, Ape chain on Horizon? What I can say is unequivocally i love the idea uh, obviously i love the idea uh, our entire entire team loves the idea and we are you know we've al always been thinking that this would be the ultimate end goal of working with the board api club community um this just accelerates it a bit so with all of the chatter in that community right now about the most recent uh land sale or land claim um this topic has come up. So what we're going to do is we're accelerating and going all in on uh, at least coming up with an absolutely fantastic pitch to get them to consider building in Horizon. And obviously, we, we know we already have a, an amazing dev team that could potentially do this, right? Um, so anyway, we're, we're doing that right now. And we're thinking this pitch has to be absolutely amazing because this would be existential for us as a community. By existential here, I mean like game changing for us if we were to actually get the Ape community in as one of the first uh, side chains in Horizon would be absolutely ridiculous and just a tremendous opportunity for us. So we would be negligent not to go all in. Uh, we're going to do that. And what I mean here is we're going to put together um, you know, some sort of all out joint pitch that will be something like a mix of ZBF and Horizon Labs incentives. Um, now, this is all super, super uh, in works, just started thinking about it, working over the weekend kind of stuff. Just don't take anything I'm saying uh, as you know, written stone gospel. Uh, this is our plan, not at all. All I want to say is we're thinking in terms of ecosystem rewards, uh, and we want to hear what you guys think. Like, let us know what, what do you think might be interesting, appealing for the ape ecosystem uh, with with respect to rewards or incentives from us. Uh, we we have uh, a treasury, and we can allocate part of that treasury right to incentives here. Uh, let us know what you think on that. And obviously, Horizon Labs has uh, is is putting together an all-out offer on their side, or I should say our side, since I'm also part of Horizon Labs, uh, where we will, for sure, leverage all of our relationships to the fullest extent possible. Uh, we were the, the company uh, that was working on and launched ApeCoin and this most recent land distribution. All right, so we certainly have a great working relationship with the guys in that community. Uh, we will focus, like, if, if we were to get this type of, of a project, we would focus all of our efforts 
as a company uh, in making this as successful as possible, like a massive success, because it just aligns perfectly with everything that we've been doing. This would be the single most important use case that brings together Zendu, EVM, this thing, weird name that we've been calling the endogenous token chain, where Ape could be the token for uh, consensus, staking, gas for the, the smart contracting on this Ape chain. All right, so we're going all in on this and we'll put together a big proposal and we'll leverage everything that we have to make it successful and we'll see where it goes. That said, I don't like to get expectations up because this is very speculative and I can guarantee you every single L1 out there will be bidding on this work. And by the way, the Ape community might want none of it at the end of the day. They might want to just say where they are, they may want to do something like an L2 on, on Ethereum. We have no idea what they're thinking. Um, so we'll, we'll just go all in and see what we can do out of it. That said, um, we are racking up a bunch of smaller wins uh, as, as an ecosystem here. And they may not yet be evident, right? Because uh, I think when Token Mint finally goes into production, you'll see um, what we've been doing because we've been talking about it, but talk is cheap. We all know that, right? That's kind of a... Game Theory 101, Cheap Talk. Uh, we, we're moving beyond that now. Um, John had a great chart that he showed me when I was in New York uh, last week that shows, basically, it was highlighting what the product team has been doing in terms of, you can look at from, from when the product team was formed and they adopted Agile immediately for how they do business. You could see number of sprints plotted against stories per sprint, and you could just see an explosion, like a 10x explosion of productivity as the team's been operating. So. What I like about it is it's cool to measure something, right? So you actually have direct measurements of productivity uh, for that type of technology development, but also just seeing that we're learning constantly as we go. And that learning will obviously inevitably translate into deliveries. Uh, and it is here with uh, Token Mint. Um, so we're, we're continuing pressing on that and just the, the operational nuts and bolts of how we work are just getting significantly better. And I can say Token Mint, besides being super simple, is super cool for a variety of reasons. So yes, of course, we're we're just issuing, you know, finally providing the ability to issue fungible tokens in Horizon. I've been making fun of myself and us uh, all throughout this process where we're finally catching up to 2014 in crypto, but it's really important the way we're doing it. And I'll just re repeat some of these reasons. We're doing it on Zendu. So a zero knowledge cross-chain transfer protocol, kind of a big deal. And this is our first win with the protocol. Protocol went live into production last December, and this is our first time delivering something actually working and working with it. Something tangible that everyone will be able to participate in, touch it, feel it, mint your own tokens, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, there will be really cool web-based tools. So you will have a web wallet. You will be able to you know, log in to a token generator with your web wallet in like a Web3 uh, way, right? So this is the first time we're doing all of this. It's super cool. Token generate itself is just is you know freaking cool in that, uh, like I said, the Web3 login, but also just it's super simple. It abstracts away the complexity of minting tokens. You don't have to know anything about smart contracting. You just go to the token generator and you know, log in with your, your Web3 wallet and you'll be able to you mint tokens. Uh, that's just a preview of how we're thinking about things now. Right. So we're you know, clearly a deep technology organization and you've our appeal from the start was we're applying deep technology to solve some really big problems in, in crypto. But now we're also building out this, this um, you know, product powerhouse of an organization. And yes, it's too early for me to call it a product powerhouse because we're just really uh, getting things rolling. But we're getting much better. And you're seeing how we're thinking about things in terms of actual users now and making the user experience 
seamless, simple, fun, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm excited for that um, to be clear and evident to all of you guys so you just don't have to take my word for it. Um, earlier today, we had uh, EVM sub, sub team, product team, sub team uh, uh, technical call, which was uh, really cool and that the team's finally formed. Um, thus far, the, the EVM effort has been a proof of concept where we had a very small amount of our engineers uh, mixed with uh, our partners at Tixel to do this POC where we can actually demonstrate you can compile Solidity bytecode down to a Horizon blockchain, and it worked. It worked with super simple um, you know, process, but now we need to expand, extend this into an actual workable beta product, and we need to get this beta product into production. And there's a lot that goes into that, and we're not going to be myopic on this. There's a big industry that exists without us. The, the entire Ethereum and EVM world that's out there is really good and getting better fast. So we're being very cognizant of the tools that are out there and everything that we're doing, even Alberto's point about how we're, we're refactoring the SDK to go from UTXO to account-based. It's all with the simple recognition that we, we understand now. It's very clear that the Ethereum standard matters and it matters the most of any other standard in crypto right now. So rather than doing our own thing, rather than just sticking with what we've been doing for the last five years, uh, we are rapidly migrating to adjust to that standard so we can be fully compatible with whenever we launch a chain uh, with this account-based SDK, the first one being the EVM chain. All right, so there's a lot of work going in there. The, the integrated team is finally formed, working. Um, there will be some, you know, the, the stages when teams come together, the whole forming, storming, norming, performing kind of cycle. Uh, luckily, these people have all been working together before, but we're still going to be working through basic processes. How do we work? Right now, the team is putting together uh, a project plan. And, you know, the reason we don't have it yet is because we still have to make some big requirements decisions. As an example would be uh, because we know we're competing in the Ethereum DeFi world where you have projects that are super fast as a value proposition. Um, you know, do we compete on speed? Um, you know, this is a semi decentralized product, right? Because it runs in the whole like pretty good uh, PG, uh, PGD uh, type of framework for pretty good decentralization. But do we optimize it for speed? Do we you know, swap in an Orboros BFT consensus or do we just go with what we have so we can get speed to market? Right? These are the kinds of decisions that we're making right now. We have to fully understand the trade-offs, but we also don't want to be slow. We can't be slow. We can't delay things. We just have to be making decisions on the run as we're moving, as we're developing, we're moving in the direction to get this thing uh, beta onto testnet and from testnet to mainnet. So we're going to be moving really fast on this, guys. This is the single most important priority right now. And the cool thing is if we did win the ApeChain work, this feeds into it like directly. Like ApeChain uh, would, would, I would imagine, certainly want to be an EVM, uh, would certainly want to be account-based, right? So everything that we're doing, uh, even if um, we end up pivoting and just saying our North Star, our most important thing that we're doing is ApeChain, um, Everything that we're doing today is completely consistent with that because we know it's the direction that we need to go. Anyway, guys, there's a lot going on, and you can see the we've been going from like forming, norming, performing, or whatever the cycles are again that I said. And now the teams are getting really good, and we're getting better at how we do things. We're finally delivering tangible things. That's why Token Mint is such a big deal. I could say for me, but I would also say for us as an ecosystem, it's a really big deal. So we're finally getting that uh, fungible token capabilities. We'll rapidly you know, augment that with NFTs. And we'll be rolling from there, guys. We'll be delivering on a regular quick cycle time at that point. 
once this thing goes live, we're not going to be on like quarterly deliveries. We're going to be on much, much more rapid delivery cycle. So you guys are going to see future improvements in rapid order. And I think that's going to be the fun, different thing about this ecosystem as we go. We actually have now like completely different ecosystem and organization or set of organizations than we did five years ago, guys. This is not yet evident to the rest of the market. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but it's very evident to me because I see it. I'm working and living with it every single day. Um, but the pace that we're going to be working, the pace we're going to be delivering is significantly different. And we're going to be diving even harder into the deep technical challenges that we know the industry needs to solve. And we're going to be part of that. Anyway, I'll stop here, guys. We can open the Q&A because Q&A is probably the most important part of these calls anyway. Hey, thank you so much, Rob, for that. And as well, everybody, for contributing uh, with your questions. Let's see. The first question is, why is Horizon still relatively unknown in the crypto space? Is the lack of big marketing campaigns deliberate? Are things being done differently to other high popular, popular projects? Yeah, I'll say the, the simplest and most obvious reason is we haven't delivered things that users actually use at this point. We've delivered a lot. So let's, let's not uh, you know, beat ourselves up too much because we've delivered a lot of, of very important technology and capability. But ultimately, until users can actually do all the things that they demand to do within crypto, like DeFi and NFTs, two simple, powerful examples, uh, we're just always going to be playing this game of, you know, it doesn't matter how much we market because running marketing campaigns and then driving them into the ecosystem for what? What can they do once they're here other than just go and hodl Zen? Now, that story is changing completely and in, in very soon, starting with very basic tokenization, then it's going to be NFTs, then it's going to be an EVM, then it's going to be a race to DeFi. And by the way, I, I didn't say it uh, in my, my previous set um, you know, statements, but uh, when I was meeting with the smart contracting product group in New York, one of the, the conversations was it's time to start working on our own DeFi apps now in Horizon, right? We know this EVM's coming. So now's the time. Like we also brought in a, a DeFi DGen, who's an amazing uh, consultant aug augment to our team right now, where we're learning fast about what it takes to make a massively successful DeFi ecosystem. Uh, so again, I, I can't stress it enough. The learning is the key for why we're going to be successful. But until we actually deliver some tangible things that users can touch and, and you know, use, uh, it, no amount of marketing is going to matter. All right. The second question is, how many unnamed partners is Horizon currently working with? How many are currently building a sidechain? Uh, so how many are currently building a sidechain? We have um, you know, ZK Audit, I would say, is the most important POC that we've put together with a partner. Um, but beyond that, we've been focusing on our internal use cases, the token mint and then the EVM chain. Um, now, the BD team has raced ahead. The BD team hasn't been sitting still. They're actually doing a ton to work with, you know, like providing valuable contributions to the APEC ecosystem, for one, building those relationships and delivering real value. But then also we have a, a big pipeline on the BD side for other really important brands within the NFT space and just crypto in general. Um, things that, that haven't been announced yet, we're, we're going to keep under wraps. But in terms of what types of those what types of things those projects and partners are doing right now, it's not sidechains. So like we're, we're, we've come to the reality that we need to pro provide basic infrastructure in our own ecosystem and work on these internal use cases like token, token mint, EVM chain, and then DeFi. And we'll probably provide the first cluster of DeFi apps right away. 
Um, we're, we're beyond the fantasy that people are going to just come in and figure out the complexities of launching a sidechain. We're, we're not doing that. We have to really get our ducks in a row on the back end for some of these things like our SDK before it becomes really attractive. Now, that said, we have a lot of upside, I would say, in terms of ecosystem explosion or growth, explosive growth with our own stuff, with our own internal projects. And then the relationships that our BD team is doing will play an important role. And once we get all of this technology out there to market, and we can, you know, we certainly will be using our leverage to channel as much as we can into the ecosystem. Thank you, Rob. And the third and final question is, is there a mechanism in place to stress test Sendu to replicate the ApeCoin event or similar high stress market event to expose weak points and test performance? So I would say, sure, that's that's a great testing framework or way of thinking about things. But I, I would say when our EVM goes live, because you would want an apples to apples, I would imagine, because if if we were to do something similar, unless it were on its own dedicated your non-EVM based ape chain, which I, I think it'll probably be EVM based, guys. Um, it makes sense for us to wait until that EVM is at least in beta to start structuring these types of stress tests. But we absolutely will. Like I guess say the product team has been product and infra have been battering our own technology with some pretty intense tests as Token Mint has been going through the different development stages here to get into production. And we will certainly replicate that type of intensity with everything that we do. And then we'll have a really nice selling point of, look, we could do, you know, whatever X is. In this case, it was a land distribution, um, you know, for an ape ecosystem, but there'll be a lot of others. And we will certainly have those types of frameworks and make sure that what we deliver to market will be competitive. Now, we're not going to try to get the best EVM in the world to market on V1 because I think that kind of gold plating would be self-defeating in that it would really slow us down. What we want to do in the way that we're thinking of just how we operate is, getting a, an MVP, a minimum viable product to market ASAP, and then iterating from there. And this is what we're doing with Token Mint. We're getting an MVP to market uh, that does one simple function of minting fungible tokens, ERC20-like min, uh, fungible tokens. Real simple. But then we're going to have just a, a flurry of subsequent deliveries on feature, feature improvements that will make it a best-in-class and super seamless, uh, simple, secure experience for users. So that then it becomes competitive in the market. I imagine a similar process for our EVM where we're not going to swing for the fences on the first delivery because then that first delivery might be next year. And that's just unacceptable. We need to get it to market this year. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, Rob. So that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here at our weekly Insider each and every week. We'll see you all next Monday with the latest Horizon updates. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week.